Why do you keep hiding when you have emotional pain? And what you allow to come in your mind controls your fucking heart. A man's word right now doesn't mean shit. Imagine if you just have that in your life. You have the truth and you have honor. That everything that comes out of your fucking mouth, you do it. That you do the shit that you said you're gonna do. Welcome back to another Warrior Week podcast. I got a good one today here. I'm your host, Coach Max. This is our coach, Coach Sam. And, you know, today today's a tough one. Today's a fucking tough one. And really, I want to talk about why do men stuff and hide their emotion and want to continuously put it down inside of them instead of actually attacking it? And there's a lot of things to do with society. There's a lot of other things that correlate into this. And so who else to bring this to, to our coach? Um, thank you, coach. Let's get into this. Thing. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Very good. Um, you know, today, today, I really wanted to talk about this concept of a man and his continuously stuffing his emotional pain mm -hmm. and something that, you know, very, very specific to my question here is, you know, men, men are considered to be the ones that are in charge that, you know, even though society doesn't want to say they are, they're still positioned in that role and the men cannot be dependent on others. They've seen as if they suddenly depend on somebody else, then they're seen, seen as less of a man, not mm -hmm. a, not a real man. Um, and yet the irony in that is that they fucking need help more than anything else at that moment. And yet they're, they're not allowed to reach out for help because they'll be judged. They'll be looked at differently. Um, and really my, my question is, you know, with the men you've seen, why is that the case? Why does yeah. that happen? I mean, great question. I think the best way to answer or begin answering your question is, is to ask you questions. Can you blame them? No, no, not at all. Because you're, you're in this world of society where they tell you, hey, don't act like a man, but act like a man. Yes. Can you like really? That's the question that we all need to ask ourselves is that, you know, at, at one point we've all gone through this. Some of us more than more than others. Today, you and I sit here aware of this after nine years of continuously working on ourselves, and we still we still face the same problem, not in the gravity that we used to nine years ago. But when you look at it right now, we, we still deal with that um, to some extent. And so, like, why? Is it a generational curse like some would like to uh, point at? Um, and, and does such a thing exist? Um, you know, rather than break down into the concept of generational curse, um, you got to look at it as generational consequences. Yeah. And, and, and when you start seeing it with the, with, with the lens of generational consequences, you're able to acknowledge the problem in a logical way, in a natural way, not in some supernatural uh, envisioning way, concept or ideas that certain, certain people believe in, but really you anchor it to the truth and say, man, th this, the fact that we are dealing with this, this problem, right? This question that you ask. And the second question is, can you blame that? It literally brings us to the logical conclusion of, 
we all bear witness of the consequence of these fucking curse, if you want to call it. Yeah, you know, and, and this curse of not being able to, one, uh, define and feel your emotion and feel your feelings, and then two, being able to have an outsource or resources. And I know that there is some out there, but there's nothing like, you know, other men that are going through the same thing, like how we go through. And yet we're able to still talk to each other about it with no, no fear and open up like no judgment. Like I can come to you with something and you're not like, fuck Max, you might be like, fuck, that's fucked up, but you're not going to, you're not going to judge me for it. Yeah. Well, the, the, let's start by the, by looking at the first one, as you said, Max. Uh, and the first one is like, what happened that 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 pattern and behavior of of not being able not giving ourselves permission to express or uh something somehow uh creating boundaries for our capacity and capabilities or even our ability to to express what we feel well what 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 happened something must have happened and for all of us something happened as we as we grew up as as boys uh, to becoming uh, older boys and eventually men. Um, sadly, some some people are still at forty year old. They're still caught up in b- being called an older boy rather than being a man. Uh, but but that's not the topic we're talking about. We're talking about as we go through this growth phase, um, something happens along the way, right? Uh, maybe uh, and the most common one that we we've all seen is um, an incident happened when you're a kid and. And and you, you naturally share your feeling about it and your dad or somebody in a position of authority, specifically a male, will shut it down. will say like, well, men don't cry or man the fuck up or or any type of comment um, that our generations and the generation before that, our dads used to deal with um, today, uh, you, you deal less and less of that. And you deal with more and more of worse comments, worse comments, um, comments that would, um, you know, install false feelings in you as a kid. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, you see it all the time where they're like, hey, feel your feelings, but be a man or act like a boy or. Yeah, I, you, it's constant. And, and that's something where even the, the men are still locked in this provider protector role. And yet it's shunned upon to say that it's shunned upon to think like that. And so suddenly you're in this, like where I think now we're at in this fucking limbo state Correct. where, okay, well I have this old generation that still feels like I'm a provider protector. I have this new generation that says, if I, if I say I'm a provider protector, now I'm an asshole. I'm a fucking chauvinist or I'm, I'm fucking too male, but then I want to talk about my emotions. And then now people are like, well, you're not being a real man or other men hide from it. Or immediately when you're like, Hey, I have a real emotional situation. They're like, well, fuck man, Good luck. Yeah. And immediately walk away. And, and, and the good luck is very subtle, right? Cause it's not, it's not this um, arrogant or this uh, sarcastic, sarcastic good luck. Right. It's basically uh, it's the following formula that we're facing. If you come to a man today with pain, um, so-called friend, yeah, okay, uh, uh, dude, I'm not talking about you talking to some fucking stranger at the bar, right? Uh, that that that's not the conversation. I'm talking about you talking to your current friends. I'm putting all your fucking friends right now in whoever's listening right now, whoever your friends are right now. That's who's on the spot. That's that's the vision you need to have. 
right? We're not going to sugarcoat this conversation anymore by just this generic aim at men. No, 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 no. It's not men. It's men inside of your world, your current men that you call friends. And that includes your blood brother and your dad because they're also, they also have a penis and they're, they're men in addition to the relationship that they hold with you. So consider that for a second, that you come to them with a pain. And you notice that uh, they will spend quite amount of time with you somehow saying, hey, man, that's fucked up. I hear you. I get it. And they emphasize and they, they spend time with you. Um, and you do the same thing now and you bring good news. Uh, bad news could have been, hey, man, like the IRS wants a million dollar tomorrow if they're going to seize the fucking house. And now that you're getting this comfort hour conversation. Imagine bringing the news to them now. It says, hey, I just won the lottery, man. Like, you know, I just bought this ticket last night and I never buy the lottery. I don't know why I bought it, but I want a million dollar, man. They're delivering that cash today. This same guy will not spend one hour with you in joy. He w- this is the reaction. Hey, that's awesome, and That's great, man. That's like some kind of false advertising or some kind of joy or even to some extent five ten minutes of jumping up and down for you and then the next thing you see is like hey i gotta go they cannot be in your presence when you appear to be taller because what that does it just makes them feel lower makes them feel smaller and that feeling doesn't want them to spend time with you vice versa you talk to them and they spend an hour. The real reason they're spending an hour is because they're actually seeing their, themselves taller. And they're like, fuck, man. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't have the shit that this guy is going through, right? So I'm going to hang out here because it makes me feel better. So it's hard to hear, man, but that's the truth. And, and we're not seeing here giving some kind of fucking opinion about this. This is like the data coming from almost 50 thousand men in north america in canada which is part of north america by the way if you're good in geography i fucked it up but but in in north america which is u.s and canada england new zealand australia mainly english speaking and some in france and uh the you know french canadian part of of canada quebec but mainly males from ages of 25 on average to 55, 57. Same patterns and behaviors over and over, over and over. Thousands of men looking at this say, fuck, yeah, that is true. I can give you actually proof of that. You can think about it right now and you can draw proof of that in your current circle of friends or previous men that were in your life. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, you bring up a good point immediately. I think of like the Rams, you know, when they, not the football team, but like actually Rams when they're hitting the heads with each other and yet they're doing it to show dominance. And that's almost like the opposite effect of what happens when, when a man comes and tells good news. And then suddenly it's like, that's, that's a big blow to another man's ego. And then immediately it's like, Oh fuck. Okay. Well I'm out of here then. Like, and, and when, when you're suffering, you're just getting your ass beat. It's no problem to sit there and listen to it. Correct. And it's the false ego that gets beat up. You know, there is there is the truthful ego, which is joyful in pain and joyful in happiness. That, that's that's the that, but, you know, for a guy to to get to that stage, man, you're going to have to deal with 
what is a false ego? And most men don't want to deal with that. So the false ego has you say, well, it's all right. I don't need to talk about it. It's okay. It's okay. It, it's all right. I got it, right? The false ego gets yeah. to, I got it. I got it until I don't got it. And the only thing I got is a fucking gun in my head and I blew my fucking brain on the table because I, I allowed the story of I got it just deal with me until I, I knew I didn't got it. And I, and I take the way of the coward, which is putting a, a fucking bullet in my brain. And the way, the, the, like, the courageous way is to fucking live. I mean, I walked into two scenarios where the fucking guy blew his fucking brain in a garage with two boys, nine or ten, in a house. Like, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And this is one of the guys that came in through this process with us. I've gone to events. I've done shit with it. Like, I've literally was involved in his life. And one day, boom. Despite having access to a place where 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 things can be shared, now some people want to want to want to label this as a psychological issue. Well, you know that person have a double personality, a this and that. Not fuck you, man. I knew the guy. The guy. The guy was working on himself. The guy. The guy was talented. The guy had skill. The guy had a fucking wife. The guy had family, and yet something somewhere. Some some people kind of want to call it like, you know, a, a dark secret. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But like, what's darker than fucking having a bullet in your brain? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really feel that the necessary. Like, I hear it sometimes, like, oh, he has a darker secret, or there's something inside there. And what I see is actually society not allowing men to speak up. I see someone like uh, that, the MMA fighter recently, Patty Pimmington or whatever his fucking name is. I'm going to fuck it up. But Patty at the end of his fight actually said he had a friend right before his way in that blew his brains out and was like, fuck men, you just got to fucking talk. And so even a man like that in the middle of his fight goes through the process and still goes back to his friend and was like, fuck man, if he would have just said something, but he didn't. Because why, you know, we're taught at a very, like you said, we're taught at a very young age to just toughen it out, keep it fucking quiet. And if you do speak up or if you bring me joy, if you bring me pain, you're, you're, you're a little too needy. And I don't want that. And, and so the, 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 con <coughs> I'm sorry, <coughs> the consequences of that living with us generation and generation is, is that bullet in the fucking brain or ultimately somebody disconnecting themselves and, and 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 completely being sedated on something you know on medicine on fucking uh, drugs on 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 something that completely takes them out so just because you're physically here and emotionally you're not present with the people in your life uh man you're a dead man fucking walking and so what 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 causes this consequences for generation and well for generation generation the the, the primal the primal alpha inside of us is, is constantly fighting for female and resources. We talked about this many times. You know, female, which is, you know, the female for your, the, the alpha that you are, right? Your wife, your woman, right? And you're constantly scared of other men trying and take that away. That's a fact. We're not going to erase that. You're, you can be the most confident guy in the world, but I can put you with your wife in a place where there's 100 guys. I tell you, man, there's not going to be one night that you're going to be sleep in peace. Because there's 100 guys in the island, there's one woman and there's you. <laughs> they are going to come after her, bro. And you can, be, you can be so confident in your woman and you can be so confident in yourself and you can say, I have all the certainty in the world she will never do that. 
uh, you could be proven very wrong on that island. And I'm not talking about act of violence. I'm act act of like literally seduction. Yeah. This is not. I'm not uh, describing fucking gang rape scenario. I'm describing an act of seduction. So the reality is that we've become protective, right, by nature of the female, but also we became protective of our territory. We became protective of our belongings. We became protective of everything that we have, the resources, right? Ultimately, what we call in modern age, money. So men don't tell how they really feel because they don't want other men to, in the future, take advantage of their weak point when it comes to their female and when it comes to their resources. In other words, men don't tell about their feelings because they're afraid of other men taking stealing their wives because if they show their weakness or stealing their money. So it's a trust issue. Yeah. It's a trust issue that we're dealing with. I, you know, hey, the trust, the trust issue, like one of the biggest things that I like about our groups and our circles is that they're spread out throughout the United States, spread out throughout the world. And this allows them to have more trust because what I see with men that are almost locally connected They'll they'll shit in each other's cereal bowl. They'll 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 remember the moment of weakness, and then when there's an opportunity to use it against them, they will. Whereas when people are far away from each other, there's less opportunity to do so, more opportunity to open up, and more ability to grow as a unit. And that's something that I've seen recently with a lot of the men, but I've also seen it locally with men and even women, where they're together, the group is doing well, and then suddenly, boom. Some, somebody shows weakness and they use it as a leverage point later. Correct. Well, th- th- we, we talked about the problem being, uh, we talked about the problem being trust. So what is the solution? Uh, and, 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 and the solution is really like the hardcore word for it is gangs. Men need to be part of gangs. That's the reality because that's how you begin starting protecting resources and protecting females in gang, in group. And when you do that, guess what? Within the gang, within the circle, within the tribe, within the team, within, within that, there can be trust. There cannot be trust on the outside still because of our prime nature, but the consequences of sticking together as a gang, as a, as a team, as a tribe, as a circle, is now we now have an opportunity to actually express all our feelings. We trust each other within and then the lack of trust becomes outside on some kind of protection or keeping our eyes open. And that's true only in men. That's, true. that's why you don't have big group of females that, that, that maintain and sustain for a long time. Now, I know this may piss off a bunch of female listeners if you're listening to this. Or by some reason, you know, it may piss off a man that, that knows his wife that is part of a group. But the reality is the friendship that has grown, the reality of the woman is just one, like when there's a third woman, there's a lot of jealousy. Imagine there's a fifth and sixth and seventh. You know, we we are scared of other men, but we rarely envy another man. And I'm not saying as men, we don't have jealousy inside of us, but our problem is not envy. That's a female problem. Our problem is trust, trusting another man. It was, it is, and it will be. And the only solution is to gang up. It's hardcore solution, but that's the only solution. That's the only, because when you build a circle, when you build a team, there you have an um, environment that is safe enough for you to fail without your resources being at stake or without your female being at stake. 
that's that's the the primal essence of of team sports like i've done i've done co-ed coaching i've done all males i've done all female and it's funny how males that are very at a high level will drag others at a lower level up to them because everybody will thrive together whereas women they won't the envy will almost teach them to to crush the other female and not allow them to come up or not enjoy their win so i've seen it in fucking sports i've seen that to a t with women even with the crossfit even with soccer i've seen it a lot so the, you know that the reality of it is very primal inside of us so what kind of gang what what would be you know what would be the the main principle of this gang the main operating system of this gang you know what, what are these team or training them well i'll tell you what it's going to be a gang that tells the truth you build a gang that tells the truth the truth all of the truth nothing but else the truth within the gang you got yourself a group of men where you can now belong to, you can now trust, and you can now over time delegate, and you can now over time protect, and you now feel that you are finally not alone. Any other principle, it's the wrong kind of fucking gang. Because you, there are gangs out there that are, you know, uh, criminal gangs. There are gangs out there that are just greedy. They're after money, financial institutions, and, you know, a bunch of business networking uh, groups. And people do get together and gang up, not for the right reason. And in that place, there's zero trust. Imagine a group of business guys coming in together and there's like a, they meet every quarter and, and there are plenty of institutions out there. I'm not going to name, name fucking names, but uh, there are plenty of institutions out there. People meet every quarter and there's not one motherfucker that actually deeply trusts the entire group in there. So what do they do? They pretend even if they're vulnerable, even if they go to places where they share, it's only a temporary moment and they deal with the same dilemmas and the same problems of the tall and the short. The same thing. The only gangs that are a solution to this idea of not expressing is a gang that operates by the principle of telling the truth. It's a team of the truth. It's a team that plays the sport of telling the fucking truth. There's a lot of institutions out there, too, that, that come together with the essence of, um, okay, hey, we're going to get together for religious purposes or spiritual purposes. And then somewhere along that journey, it, it loses itself. It almost, it becomes, again, back to, oh, self, it's more of myself instead of the unit. It's more of myself instead of the purpose instead of, but that's because of the concept of what you're saying. They didn't start it with fucking telling the truth. Yeah, well, everything has rules. All these associations have rules. Let's start by calling them out. Your men's, your men's church group, that's fucked up because it has rules. You can't talk about certain things. You can't talk about how nasty you are. You can't talk about all your fucking nastiness in your men's, in your men's church group. Or let's say you have an advanced men's church group that actually allows you to do that. But what happens? You go there and overall, it, over and over and over, you talk about all your fucking nasty fucking thinking that let's describe what a nasty thinking is because like this is how men think and we got to stop fucking thinking that we we there are no nasty men and you know there are nasty men out there you're one of them i'm one of them and the nastiness of a man can go even to a point of sexualizing about their own fucking daughter their own mom it's fucked up things right imagine sharing that in your men's church group oh i'll give you that it's an advanced men's church group okay but imagine that you keep talking about that over and over 
You're fucked. Do, do, well, do you think you're not going to be judged? Oh, yeah. So that's one area. Talk about the same thing in a business, men's business gathering. How many masterminds, men's coaching, men business group consulting that you know out there? There are plenty of them. All foolish shit. All foolish shit. Well, you tell me, Coach Sam, the purpose of that is to focus on business. I get it. But a lot of you motherfuckers go there not for the business. You go there so that somehow, somewhere, you don't feel fucking alone. And the next thing you do, you're doing the worst thing that you would have fucking done if you actually would have stayed home. The next thing you do is that you're in a hotel and you are calling prostitutes. And that environment promotes that. That's fucked up. That's your nasty shit. That's your nasty shit. Not talk about all the time you go on fucking online and you jerk, jerk off. Not talk about uh, all the, the the time you spend in in in, uh, uh, in in strip clubs or fucking massage salons and everywhere. There's a fucking nasty thought. There is a possibility for you to be there. The only thing that could stop and heal the nasty thoughts it's constantly talking about the fucking nasty thoughts and admitting that it's fucking nasty and hearing from another man that it is nasty and they say, "Look, man." You, we are just more aware of it that this nasty shit exists, and we got some shit to do, bro. And we got some shit to do. So why don't we go after the shit? We just purged what we know and what we feel. Well, why don't we start going after the good work? Yeah. I mean, even if you're out there and you're thinking, well, I don't have those fucking ass, fuck you, you do. The other side of it, too, is like we all have the feeling of losing everything. We all have the fucking feeling of it. And one of the nicest things that I, I've, I felt is being able to verbalize that and hear another man say, oh, fuck. I feel the same way too. And understanding that my, my personal problem that I thought was my fucking own is actually a lot of other men's problems. But until I was able to say it and hear another man say it, I never realized that. I always thought I was fucking on an island. I really thought I was on an island. And it goes back to your original question of, can you blame them? I can't fucking blame them because there's nowhere to do it. And even in today, I mean, going back to the whole movement and what you have done in the last eight or nine years with Warrior Week and giving a man a voice, people try to shut it down all the time. time. And and it's and it's and it's this it's a need and it's a necessity because men's mental health and their ability to voice their opinion gets shoved around in a fucking box back and forth, back and forth. Hundred percent. And and guess what? If your friends are fucking nasty, if you're nasty, if I'm nasty. If Coach Max is nasty, guess what? All the celebrities that you idolize are fucking nasty. Guess who's fucking nasty? Joe, what is this guy, the guy, the number one podcast? Joe Ooh, Rogan. Joe Rogan is a fucking nasty dude. He is. So don't idolize him. Uh, Tony Robbins is fucking nasty. Uh, this nastiness exists in all of us. But the pretenders have something to lose. It's called status. Yeah. And... And when you're in a public eye, when everything is about the game of popularity, when everything is about the game of uh, pleasing sponsorship, when everything is about a, a political game, well, guess what? Even though that you don't want to be a liar and you, you want to be open, they shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, you can, you can even say, well, Joe Rogan fought that. He started doing some other shit. But yeah, he became very political. He became very, very like agenda driven about fucking COVID, about other things. And instead of just fucking doing his own mission, he became part of another mission. 100%. Which, yeah. And, and so, you know, th- we sit here and say, will we become those one day? You know, w- will this podcast get so popular one day 
that now we are we are driven by what the demand of the audience is and in that point we are at fault as well so there's an old saying that you better fucking check yourself before you wreck yourself yeah and 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 and, and, i mean it it's it's not that old but it's as old as we are is a chickity chickity check yourself before you wreck yourself the idea was man you're gonna have to put at check this false ego because the false ego will surrender to the demand of the audience and the more popular you get the more money you get the more position of authority you get the more vulnerable you are to give all that control so that you are now in control of your audience fuck even when we started thinking about doing this podcast and talking to people talking to producers talking to people to help us out immediately the fucking first thing they said was like i'm not touching this this is a bunch of men talking about fucking hard topics and me and you said the same thing well fuck it then yeah we're gonna bring it out there the men need it we we have we have a voice we have this wantingness and willingness to tell our truth and tell the truth and i'm not gonna hide from it and i don't i, I you know i hope i hope or i know that in time, there's nothing that's going to shift that. Well, the difference between this, these two mics in this location and this, this audio that you're hearing and this is nine years yeah. of studying men, modern men, not men of, you know, during Napoleon time or fucking Egyptians at back in the days with the, with the, with the pyramids or, or some other. No, 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 no. Modern men. There is not one organization in the world that has been committed to study over and over and over men. We didn't dilute it with women. We didn't dilute it with kids. We didn't dilute it with anything. We stay the number one training program for married businessmen. And we stayed the number one training thought process and, and everything about the pain of a modern businessman, you'll find it here. Now, if you're 14, you may relate to it. But really, the podcast is for a married businessman. You're not married yet. You may relate. But really, this podcast aims at the problems that we have identified, seen, worked, and healed, and, and fucking worked our ass off through over and over and over for a person, a man, specifically in the 20th century, uh, in, in the years of fucking Y2K, that lives as a married man with the responsibility of a married man in an English-speaking society. Some of it French. We do speak French. We do speak Persian. We do speak Spanish. And so there is a multi-ethnicity into this. And the more and more we discover, it's like the more and more the fucking race or whatever you want to call it, the language doesn't matter. It's the same common pain. Same common pain. So... This is not just dude, two dudes talking about a fucking basement because we decided to put an honest podcast. You can find plenty of honest podcasts. There's Tom, Dick, and Terry all over the place running a podcast. Hey, man, let's do a podcast so we can talk about some shit. As you notice, we really don't shoot the shit here. We don't. We don't talk about the weather. We don't talk about the, the current state of, of the news. We don't talk about our desires. We don't talk about our opinion. We don't. We talk about the truth that has been experienced, and we talk about the principle and the problems and the solutions. That's what we talk about, specifically for who? For married businessmen with kids. Period. Nine years of fucking data. This is what the voice is here. So... Don't mistake this for some entertainment fucking show or some place where, you know, you're getting information. This is as close as you can come to another specimen that is like yours. If you're listening to this and you fit in within the, the description that I've given. I, I, I go back to this concept of what you just said of 
of you know, uh, this is just not a, just a show. And I think about Warrior Week and so many men that come to Warrior Week in the beginning, they think it's a show. They think it's an event. They think it's, oh, it's something that's going to move me or change me. And, and it is. It is something that does something very, very fucking special for men. But the reality of it is that the work that comes fucking afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they, so many times you you see this with all kinds of fucking of event-based stuff that has a good essence and an ability to help a man to develop into something else. And yet they go back to themselves. They go away from this concept. They get fearful of the actual fucking work. Then that goes back to what I always talk about is doing the fucking reps. It's hard. It's hard to fucking live inside of something for fucking nine years. That's something that specifically I've always very honored and loved about you, coach, is that, you know, I've seen you from the beginning. I've seen mm. you fucking not shy away from it. I've seen you fucking go through the thick and the thin, and I've seen you really fucking battle this out. So um, thank you for thank you for, you know, showing me that as well. But it, it really comes down to it's not an event. It's not an event. It's not a fucking show. It's not something that we're just putting on to put it out there. It's something that we know that you know, we know that the voice that we're talking about needs to be heard. And that goes, I want to go back to almost the question at hand as well, because we slightly started talking about it. And I I want to just tap into it before we got to get off the air here is specifically a man that is lost and stuffing his emotion. And where, where is there the loss of that spirituality? Because I feel like a lot of that too is society fucking fucking pulls us in multiple ways. But this loss of connection to God or this loss of spirituality is something that I see as well. And, you know, people will do drugs, they'll do all kinds of shit to try to make a false sense of that instead of just tapping into the fucking bat phone. Yeah, well, it's um, it's one once upon a time or <laughs> uh, or or in the process of growing up, we all face situations where uh, we begin distancing ourselves from God. And it's not a malicious move that we make. Uh, number one, either we were brought up in a place where we never even heard about God, right? So, like, you can't even blame a dude like that, right? It's the environment. And if you go, like, in Kazakhstan, the Soviet Union, and I, I lived in Kazakhstan for six months when I was in oil and gas, and fucking, you talk about God, people have no clue what that is. Like, literally no clue. Uh, the Soviet Union under commun- uh, communist regime just took away that right for years. Wow. So in Kazakhstan, we had them workers, and at night we would talk uh, on the rig and, you know, conversations. God, like, it's completely foreign. And you're sitting there and like, fuck, these people have no idea whatsoever what God is. Even their imagination has never been allowed to start asking that kind of question because of the, the formation of their education and their mind. And you go, and, and I remember specifically that night, we was like, what the fuck? I went outside the next morning and I started seeing the infrastructure of all the buildings. Every building looks the same. Nothing's taller more than four, 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 uh, four units. Everything is square. There's no neon lights. People walk around with their head down and then you start feeling communism. You start knowing communism and you start seeing, okay, communism goes after killing the hope of spirituality and possibility. It kills the fucking hope. And from there, it's 100% control. I go, okay, I might not be a politician. I might not study that much communism, but I saw it, bro. I saw that. So coming back to that is that to some extent, what happens is that this, this 
something along the way happens and and we distance ourselves from 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 God if if we knew of God or if we brought up in a, in a place where God existed as we were kids um and what it is is simple is like we start doing whatever the fuck we want to and we start doing whatever the fuck we want to because those around us are actually teaching and preaching of be you do you do whatever you matter believe in yourself like just think about that hold on a second bro like hold on a second Believe in yourself. Think about that. What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't mean shit. It's a concept. Yeah. It's a con. But we all repeat that after ourselves. Hey, one more rep. Believe in yourself, motherfucker. What does that mean? But that's where the distance between us and being accountable to what he says starts taking place because we start falling in love with with what we can do. It becomes all about the self, how we can achieve. And then along the way comes some fucking incident, right? And and I'm like, you don't, you're like, man, where was God? God wasn't even there when I needed him, man. So you know what, man? He's pretty passive. He's not really active in my life. He might as well not be there at all. Fuck it. I'm out. I don't have like, don't talk to me about God. Don't talk about his spirituality. Like, listen, like something created all this. But he created all this. It obviously doesn't give a flying fuck about me. So what I need to do is I need to go and build. It's all on me. And we grow with the attitude of it's all on me and the, the attitude and it gets cultivated. It's all on you. It's all on you. It's all on you. It's all on you until you're fucking 45 and you still sit down and you say, if it's all on me and if I have all the money in the world and I have, you know, the most beautiful wife in the world and I have the, the most amazing children in the, in the world and I have the most amazing people that work with me and for me. Why is it that I feel empty? Why is it that there's still a void? What is this all for? <laughs> yeah. And that's it, right? That's yeah. that's the journey of distancing ourselves from one fucking thing. And that was just simply finding joy in being obedient to an authority because it is hundred percent secure. If you're an under authority and you're obedient, it is hundred percent secure. And we like to, we like to push the limits on the adventure and, and risk. And so we even risk our own fucking being. You hear that all the time. Hey, don't work for someone. Become an entrepreneur. Like, go ahead and risk it. Yeah, okay, that's in business, motherfucker. Now, you're going to take that same concept in being, and guess what happened? You've just become a slave to something that you have no idea what it is, who it is, but you call it yourself. And the operating mojo is believe in yourself. Like, literally, question that next time. Believe in yourself. That's really fucking questionable. Instead of sitting there and promoting that. And that, that goes again to the topic of, you know, tough it out. You know, don't, you know, don't talk about it. Stuff it, you know, and, and men don't realize how important it is to find that center, mm. you know, and have that center. And something that coach said earlier was basically the action plan that I'm going to give inside of this is specifically Write down one thing that is, is an emotional pain right now, something that's really, really deep, hard on you, something that you can share with your friends, your so-called friends or your really close friend, your blood, your blood family, something that is really, really intense. You know, 
share something that they can hear, obviously, not that's going to harm them. Same thing, same thing with something positive, something that's really well, something that's resonated joy inside of you and share both of them, share both of them the next week or two and see what the reaction you get, see what happens, see, see what we're telling you and see what you get from that action. And know, know that there is something out there. Also, too, because of this topic, this topic that we had, if you know somebody out there that this would resonate with, somebody that's emotionally stuffing and somebody that's hiding with their pain, you know, reach out to them. Give them this, this, this podcast. Let them know like there's men out there that are they're out there and they're they're talking about it. So um, you know, that that is crucial. And I, I knew that today was gonna be a heavy one. And I'm glad we got to have this conversation, coach. I'm glad we got to talk about the center too. I appreciate that. Um, and then check out check out our website. Check out warriorweek.com, Warrior Week Now for old episodes. And check us out. Thank you, Coach. 